0: Welcome back, Wright uh, If you haven't noticed, we've been doing a bit of a uh, theme this summer. Um, we are promoting our Pages and Pints events that's happening uh, on August 20th at Mayflower Brewery. And we are interviewing a ton of the authors that are going to be there. There's going to be probably close to 20 authors. So, uh, you know, we're taking that time to get to know know them. So you can get to know them before the event and come down and check it out. And today we are... Bear with me, John. I'm going to do my best. John <laughs> Olszewski. Yes. All right. Um, uh, Author of The Long Dark Walk. Um, and you write about serial killers.
1: I do. It's something I'd always wanted to do. Um, started, my first job was working in a local library. So I actually gravitated to the true crime section. So I started mm-hmm. reading true crime novels. And then when I started college, I ended up writing A Serial Killer for the first time. And that's kind of how it all started. I had always wanted to write about my experiences doing it, but I never felt confident enough to do it on my own. I had gone to a lot of author signings and met a lot of other authors and was hoping I could maybe do something with someone. And for one reason or another, things always fell through. So finally, a few years ago, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it myself. I don't know how it'll come out, but I'm going to try it and do it myself. And I did. So it's no secret.
0: True crime is kind of the mother of all podcasts right now. It's like what everyone's listening to. Um, You know, I have friends that are like, Oh, I, I," you know, every night I go to sleep watching true crime documentaries. What is it that fascinates us so much about true crime?
1: But me personally, It's the whole idea, the concept of maybe the Jekyll Hyde, the multiple personality. Having talked to a lot of these killers, and I've worked in the prisons and the jails, along with writing them, talking to them on the phone everything. I just, it's, you cannot believe how normal some of them can be talking to them. Had you not known who they were before you talked to them, you would never know. And then to know what they did. To me, it's just, it has to be the whole Jekyll Hyde, multiple personality thing. That's my personal fascination with it.
0: Yeah, I I was trying to think of who it was now. I saw, like, a clip from an interview with a serial killer, and I can't remember who it was. But they were so... Matter of fact. Yeah, matter of fact about, like... Their practicing and like how they selected people it was it was almost it wasn't even like someone talking about their hobby, it was just someone talking like about their job, just kind of like, Yeah, you know, it's another day. And yeah. I mean, so you get to talk to them like one on one.
1: I have, yeah, because I, I worked um, Shirley Max in Massachusetts, I worked Walpole when it was a maximum. I've worked middleton jail here on the noshua the essex county house of corrections and then i've talked to a lot on the phone too because i've written killers in canada england so it's kind of hard to visit everybody
0: yeah and and when you decide you're going to write this book and actually speak to them did you how did you kind of prepare yourself for that kind of Uh, is it it really just can i feel like it'd be really disconcerting talking to someone that's kind of so blase
1: about it well it it depends because some of them i don't force stuff out of them i'll write them and say i want to you know be a pen pal basically and so not all of them will we get into their crimes i don't push them yeah if it happens it happens so some of them I don't have to worry about that because some of them I might know ahead of time because I do a lot of research. So I've, I'll, I'll know kind of their personality in terms of when they talk to people, how they are ahead of time. So I'll yeah. kind of know if this person is going to be like really out there, really straightforward, really avoiding the issues. So I'll, I'll have a little understanding going in. So I usually don't get too surprised ahead of time.
0: Are there ones that still maintain innocence? In, in
1: Oh, yeah. The- There's quite a few over the years have said they were innocent. Of those, I know personally, you know, like 80% of them are probably full of it. But there have yeah. been a few that I believe maybe it'd be warranted to look more into it. And yeah. I also have written others I believe didn't get a fair sentence you know not serial killers i've written some you know other murderers that maybe got life without parole and due to circumstances i don't really think they deserve that they, they i think everybody should get a chance at parole and you should have enough faith in your parole board that if the person's not repentant you know they should be able to decide that
0: yeah that's that's interesting i don't feel like that is a very common opinion in the united states anyways
1: no right? we're a pro death penalty (laughs) we're usually or at least lock them up and throw away the key you know well definitely there's a lot of them especially the serial killers you can never let them go oh yeah yeah yeah. they're totally gonna you know do it again but there are some cases some you know i've written i I guess i don't know what you want to call more media murders just somebody that committed one murder but it was a very high profile case and some of them i've I've actually talked to a few that have gotten paroled and, and a few of them, I think deservedly. So it's like you did 30 years since you've been incarcerated. You've really worked on yourself, betted yourself, acknowledged what you did was wrong. And I, I feel, yeah, they should get another chance, but then there's other people that have gotten parole that I don't think should have. So yeah. Um,
0: it, one of, one of the things, cause you know, I've, I can't say me personally. I'm a big true crime fan, but I have a lot of friends, and it's always interesting to me. Like when there's some horrible thing that, like, I just don't understand. I just don't understand how could that happen. I'm like, it's good that you don't understand, man. Like,
1: yeah, if you understood, you'd (laughs) then I'd
0: be like, maybe we shouldn't be friends anymore.
1: (laughs) Exactly. It's it's hard, and that's I think the thing. A lot of people, having studied psychology, a lot of people don't understand that. You know, it's especially when you see crimes against kids and things, people right away. And, and it's like, you know, it is, it's heinous, but clearly something's got to be wrong with the person mentally
0: mm-hmm.
1: to do certain things, to be sexually attracted to children or a dead person, you know, things like that. It's like, it's clearly, there's some mental illness there and that that's something I write about in my book, which always had upset me is, we base all our laws on the mcnaughton rules from like 2 300 years ago so if you knew what you were doing is wrong you're basically saying and 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 it's crazy to think that cuz 2 300 years ago when someone heard voices they drilled a hole in your head to let the evil spirits out but right right yeah but we've since learned medically okay well there's certain illnesses that cause you to hallucinate have delusions hear voices so now we treat it differently but yet that law has stayed the same where now you know people have compulsions all these things and yet you don't treat it as such that hasn't been updated and i think it really needs to when you have someone like jeffrey dama that's free uh frying penises in a frying pan and eating them and you find him sane it's who are you gonna find insane
0: right yeah yeah that's i mean and that he's another one that just like I feel like it has really come back into the limelight yeah. with um, that. Uh, it was a Netflix yeah. series, right? Yes, yes, yeah, um, yeah. It, I just I always find it, and then someone now I'm trying to remember, um, some stupid thing I saw online where someone like referred to someone as being or hot, and I'm oh, just yeah. like, <laughs> and I'm like, it's it, it's one of those like I don't have a problem with documentaries because i feel like that's telling them you know what could be an important story or yeah you,
1: educating
0: yeah but when they kind of put it into like uh
1: when they glamour a, a drama
0: a drama dra- yeah, yeah, yeah a drama type series you know i feel like you know it, it always makes me think of um the oliver stone movie natural born killers
1: yeah Yep, and about
0: how that whole movie was supposed to be about like how we almost like making a hero hero serial killers mm-hmm. and i feel like 90 percent of the audience totally missed the, like that yeah,
1: the point and, of it the point of it yeah and, and they did the it, same thing ted bundy just recently they made a whole bunch of new movies and same thing they had was it zach efren that played him in one and he's got six-pack abs and yeah it's like Ted Bundy never had that and it's like you are you are glamorizing it you're romanticizing it mm-hmm. and and
0: almost like and I'm not saying like there's always a reason whether it be you know traumatic childhood or mm-hmm. you know mental problems that there isn't a reason but they almost kind of like and it's that fine line between like yes they there's a reason why they did what they did but it's not an excuse, you know, and it's that it's it's such a fine line.
1: It is. And everybody reacts differently. That's one thing I've learned from working in the mental health field, because people will say I was, you know, abused as a child and everything I turned out. Okay. But the thing is everybody is a different individual. Everybody's brain is different. Everybody's psychological makeup is different. So what one person experiences versus another person, you're going to have completely different reactions to it. Was, was there any one specific
0: um, person that you spoke to that you found, like, really chilling or, or disturbing more over than others?
1: The one that when people always ask that, I'd never talked to him in person. It was Violetta's, but was Hayden Clark, and he had connections to massachusetts he's in a prison i think he's in maryland it's been a few years since i talked to him but he used to always draw creepy drawings i have pictures in the book it's it's always of little girls because he did kill younger girls and it's you can tell it's like the same girl but he just changes the hair color so it might be red hair brunette blonde and they're doing sign language it's just really creepy and then he actually told me in one letter that he would Tell me all about the first murder in detail if I wrote him back pretending to be, like, a six- or seven-year-old girl named something. And,
0: and
1: yeah. that that ended the, <laughs> the correspondence, because I'm do- not going to do something like that. Of course, yeah. Do you need, like, special permission to
0: contact? Like, do you have to contact the prison first, or you just...
1: No, you can just write them. You can go on. Every state has their own DOC, Department of Correction, website, and usually you can go on and locate an inmate. If you know they're in that state, go on, it'll tell you their ID number, the prison they're in. You will write some people, and you can tell that they don't want them to get the mail, so they'll send it back, and they'll be like, this is the wrong, this or that, and I'll double check, and it's still right. and yeah. They do it for purpose because they don't want you to. So you'll have that happen, but they can't outright say we don't we're not giving them the mail they'll make excuses
0: yeah and and do you get the majority because i feel like these guys must be pretty well locked down i mean are are they just happy to have any contact at all
1: some of them are yeah i mean obviously the more well-known ones are gonna get a lot of correspondence lesser known ones are gonna get less um depends the type of person there's some they won't answer males they'll only answer a female um yeah but a lot of a lot of them do a lot of them will answer because yeah it it is a lonely existence especially if you're somebody high profile because you'll be in a cell alone so 23 hours a day that definitely can get boring
0: that's rough yeah um so At what point did you just like? What was it that you were like? This is this is the topic that I want to have, or is there other topics that you want to address? And this is just kind of like where you started.
1: In terms for the book, yeah, um, because I just feel like it's. I I feel
0: like I. And maybe it's just me. I, I feel like it would I would find it very depressing or like
1: it is. It's a lot of you know. people will ask that. It's I'm so used to it, I guess, desensitized because I've been doing it for so long and then having worked in the environment. Mm-hmm. I've seen things in prisons, mental hospitals that you wouldn't believe if I told you. <laughs> so it's like I am kind of desensitized to it. Um I just I mean, the first one is more research. I get into the background. I have 10 background factors that they fall into, like the mental health, Mm -hmm. substance abuse, things like that. I'm doing a sequel already to that first one with new people I've talked to. And that one I'm making more individualized because there'll be less people in it. And I kind of just want to show you the interactions more. So the first one I do, but there's so many in it that it's very each the interactions I talk about are very small. This one, the sequel, I'll get more into it. And I just want people to see basically, like I said earlier, how some of them can be so normal. And that's basically why they have such such success because Mm -hmm. you would not think anything's wrong with them. When you think serial killer right away, a lot of people are thinking somebody evil looking, creepy looking. And I'm like, most of the time they're not. That's why they're successful. They look like a normal person, act like a normal person. Yeah, Uh, my
0: my uncle actually lived next. I don't know if he qualified as a serial killer or just a murderer. Then I'm not sure what is it three or more?
1: Is that? There's different definitions. The FBI is three or more, I believe. In England, that's four or more by their standards. So there's different, but the FBI one is three or more.
0: Yeah, my my uncle used to live in uh, Pembroke. Okay, and there was a. A murderer possibly serial killer i don't know how many victims he had but they found like bodies under his wood pile and wow uh, and it was just one of those he's like he was just like every other neighbor he's like you, you didn't didn't look twice at him you know hey good morning how you doing whatever and just kind of went about his business you know and that's yeah you know, it, it's,
1: when uh, i when i worked the, pr- the prisons you would do groups run them with them and Some of the people that work there never wanted to know what they did. They're like, I purposely I'm not going to look up their file or anything because it'll change your opinion on them. And then other people do. And that's all they'll talk about for days. I can't believe he's so normal. He's so nice. He's so polite. And it's like, I can't believe I looked up what he did. And I I just can't believe that. So when you worked for the prison, in what capacity were you a guard or? No, I was when I was at Shirley and Walpole, I was a general population counselor.
0: Oh, okay, so you actually like dealt with them in,
1: in yeah. very... Yeah, you don't like, do a lot of one-on-one because they're such high security. You do more groups, you yeah. run groups for them.
0: And, and just kind of, I mean, are, are you... Are you trying to f- figure out why they did what they... Like, what what's the purpose of the group? Because, I mean, I feel like... Um,
1: well it's if a little closing them, the
0: barn after the horse ran out
1: well some of them are going to get out so oh okay sure if they take those groups because not all of them are serial killers in right. the group. some of them just regular murderers or you know whatever different crimes so some of them will get out so the the groups you know you'll take like anger management stuff that'll help them to cope if they do get out and when you complete a A group you know it'll each group will run for like a month or two and if you complete it they might get like 30 days knocked off their sentence and then the people that are not going to get out will take it anyway because it's a reason to get out of your cell if you sit in your cell 23 hours a day gives you something to do so not all of them are serious obviously about the group some of them use it as a way just to get out get out and have some interaction yeah
0: yeah, exactly um which really i mean all in all, is still something positive, you know? I mean, yeah. Any, do you feel that's an issue in our prisons when we take someone who's clearly having mental issues of some kind or, and then you lock them away? Because,
1: that? I mean, that's... Oh, yeah.
0: that's Sol- solitary ah. confinement is <laughs> torture. Yeah. A
1: lot yeah. of people don't realize what it does... There's so many people cannot take being alone. You drop somebody in a cell, you drop them in the middle of the woods and you know leave them there for 10 years. It's like people go insane. They can't, people need social interaction. And it yeah. is, that's that's why they had to change the laws over the years, because years ago, they'd put people in solitary for years at a time. And yeah, it made people go insane. And they finally started to realize that now there's limits, time limits, how long you can put people into solitary. Interesting. Um,
0: So when you're in that kind of group capacity as a counselor, I'm assuming there's like a um, uh, uh, client um, counselor privilege, but like, obviously, you're not going to like talk about what we talk talk about. So like, how do you... Do you then talk to that person one on like well, you said you can't do one-on-one? On one. Like, how do you
1: get you you kinda... do, but it's you, you can once in a while, but it's highly discouraged.
0: Yeah. But do so, so do you not use any of that kind of stuff in the book? Or like do you get special? Permission? No,
1: I I no, I can't. I, I mention in the book who I talked to when I worked at the prisons, who I met and who I talked to, but I don't get into any details because yeah. yeah, that's work-related. So
0: and have you had any like
1: nationally known types serial killers in massachusetts yeah oh yeah any pretty much any big name in massachusetts i've met alfred gain of the serial killer from springfield um michael mcdermott the mass killer in wakefield that showed up the um i think it was a technology Building or whatever that he worked, and he killed like eight people.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that was maybe yep.
1: that was a while ago, wasn't it? Like 15, something like maybe a little more, maybe 20 yeah. years. Ago, yeah, huh. yeah. Um, I met George Nasser, who many people believe is the real Boston Strangler. He's dead now, but I had met him. Um, Daniel Tavares, he had. He's a serial killer. He had killed his mother, cut her up into pieces and attacked a roommate. And he was doing time here. And while he was doing time here, he led state police to a body of a woman buried in a backyard of a place he lived. And then somehow he got paroled from here, went to Washington State and killed two more people. And and for a time, they were actually looking at him as a suspect in the New Bedford Highway killings, which is still unsolved to this day. Yeah, we had
0: a, an author on one of our other podcasts that wrote a book. She was one of the reporters, kind
1: of covering it oh, at the time. Was it Boyle? Was it? That...
0: Yeah, I think uh, was it Christine? Is that?
1: Oh, I can't remember now. Yeah, I think. That's... Yeah, I'm familiar yeah. with the book. The name is, yeah. yeah. Um, is there
0: is there a type? Is there something that you can be like? look for look for i mean with your expertise well, to be like that guy is definitely not
1: i mean i way. i do that a lot of times at work you know <laughs> i'm working substance abuse right now and i'll see people and i'm like that guy's got a few people under his <laughs> floorboards yeah um, the big thing they always say, you know, like when you're young, they call it the McDonald triad, warning signs that when you become an adult, you might possibly become a serial killer. And oh, is this like,
0: like the hurting animals? That kind Yeah, cruelty yeah. to
1: animals, um, fire setting, bedwetting. And a lot of that does ring true. Like Jeffrey Dahmer was experimenting on animals and roadkill. And so it's like he clearly fit that part of it. Um, so yeah, there are signs, but obviously nothing's foolproof. You can know people that probably fit in all three of those and they never went on to harm somebody, but it's certain things. If you're harming an animal, your empathy obviously might not be there. So it's easier to move up to harming a person if you harm an animal all the time and it doesn't bother you. And it's weird. I feel like,
0: I feel like most quote unquote normal people are the total opposite. Where if someone murdered someone, they'd be like, "That's tragic." But if they, you know, tortured an animal, they'd be like, "String them up, cool. murder <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, it's it's so funny. Uh, so, do you ever see doing kind of a nonfiction? Wait, am I getting that right? I screw those up.
1: Yeah, yeah I know. I do too. Well, yeah, my second. Yeah book i actually have two out the second one is serial shorts which just came out last year i call it serial shot for serial killers but serial because it means shot yeah so serial shots it's seven short stories on real life serial killers but i use facts in it but then i make a story so it's actually both fiction and non-fiction
0: okay so um kind of like a historic fiction kind of like Devil in true. the White City
1: type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based, and did the same. based yeah. on a
0: true story. Yeah, yeah. That
1: yeah, I, yeah. But then it's also a kind of what if yeah, type thing too. Interesting. I'm um, actually working on a sequel for that one too. <laughs> I've started seven new stories. So um,
0: on August 20th, you're going to be joining us at Mayflower Brewery. Yes. Have you done book signings before? Is this kind of a new venture or-
1: I, I have, yeah. My first book, The Long Dark Walk, came out. It was 2019. It came out right before COVID. So I did a few then, and then COVID came and wiped everything out. And then since the new one came out, it came out last summer. It's almost been a year. I've I've done a few things. I just recently did an author fair at the Beverly Public Library up here on the North Shore oh, sure. yeah. North Fair. I've done the big one that was right before COVID, too, in Rhode Island. They do one at the Cumberland, Rhode Island. I think it was like 60 authors. So I've done a lot of that. Um, I did a couple solo ones at my publishing house when the first one came out. I used to do a lot of lectures as well, too. So I I love speaking if people come. I love to talk and answer questions, and I'll stay there as long as anybody wants to listen to me talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, and it's one of those. I, I love that kind of when you get someone passionate about something, you know, talking about that they're – um their passion i mean they they kind of get engaged in a, in a way that is contagious you know yes um so it's so funny that you you mentioned that you had a book coming out um like around when covid broke it, it seems <laughs> like so many people we talk to now it was like launching a tour launched an album launch yep. a book and it, it derailed so many things did. Were you working in the prisons at the time?
1: No, I, I, um, the last time I worked in the prisons, well, it was the jail, Essex County up here, was 2017, I think. So I've been out of the correctional system for about six years now. And,
0: and do you, do you, I mean, you're still working with like
1: addiction, so it's kind of yes. like a, Wow. a lot of yeah. similar. You, yeah. you can compare things yeah i now, before this i was just working at a mental hospital down at fuller hospital down on the south Shore, okay. private hospital um
0: do you like when when do you when you meet these guys when is it that you're like oh this this is someone worthy of a book or being like what i suppose what are the guidelines that you use to like, this is a person that's going to make it to the book opposed to?
1: Um, well, I've pretty much put everybody yeah. in the book. It'd be in terms of this is a person I want to write to get a response to put in the book. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's like I just... I either watch something like a documentary or maybe read about something online. It just sparks curiosity in me. Oh, this... I kind of want to pick this person's brain and um, see what their reasoning is. Are, are there ones that
0: maybe you find not as interesting? Like I'm my business partner gives me a hard time all the time. And he says I'm a music snob. So like <laughs> if people are listening to it, then I'm not interested. Like, so do you find the kind of higher profile ones less appealing or more appealing or?
1: uh yeah to an extent i do because everybody's trying to write especially when somebody just gets caught just gets put in jail they're very popular so they'll get a lot of mail i tend to like to wait a few years things calm down i do i kind of like to find somebody more under the radar that's not as well known because then you're probably more likely to get a response too because Mm -hmm. they're not getting the volume of mail somebody that's a media star Hate to say that word, but somebody like a Jeffrey Dahmer, he would probably get a thousand letters a week yeah. when he was incarcerated. I was just
0: thinking of Charles Manson, like oh that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I actually I wrote Tex Watson. I never wrote Charles Manson. I got a letter from Tex Watson. Tex who's Watson. the one he's the one that took the girls to the murders? He's the one that pretty much did the murders. Oh, okay. So
0: he was and that's one of those funny things that I, I feel like a lot of people miss is that Charles Manson didn't no, kill actually. Anybody.
1: Anybody. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's labeled a serial killer, but in reality, he's a cult leader. Right. Yeah. They do yeah. have some... A lot of people theorize he did kill one person on the spawn ranch, but he definitely he didn't go along to all the murder sites when they murdered them, Sharon Tate and all of them.
0: Now, when you're writing them, are there kind of things that you don't want to talk about or aren't allowed to talk about like, do, do they I, kind of be like not willing to talk about it because their case is still pending or something? Yeah, like def,
1: that? definitely some, if there's open appeals, you might start to talk yeah. about something. They're like, yeah, I can't really talk about that. So you'll just kind of talk sports or music or whatever, but yeah, that definitely happens. Some of them, even though the appeals are done, they might just say, I really don't want to talk about it. It, it depends. And obviously I don't know that going in. Yeah a time so would
0: you where you're kind of just talking with them about sports and do you ever are you ever concerned about like becoming friends with them or friendly with them or like
1: I do how- feel a select few of them I have developed a friendship with and you know I know for some people that might be hard to understand but it's you do I get to know somebody they get to know me and the thing is with a lot especially serial killers is again it's that multiple personality like a lot of people don't understand they can love people love things you know a lot of them were married had children it's like they never harmed them treated them fine it's just strangers they would do it to they couldn't harm anybody that they actually loved and a lot of people will always say that aren't you worried if they ever get out and i'm like in theory no because i've been personalized they know me they know my life so it's harder to harm somebody that you know intimate details about and that's why serial killings they usually kill strangers because it's easy to kill someone you know nothing about have no attachment to so it's almost like
0: not protecting yourself but you're you're less likely to become a
1: victim by then. I feel that way. Yeah. I mean, obviously nothing's a hundred percent. Of course, 100%. yeah. yeah. But...
0: Um, that's interesting.
1: Uh and are there female serial killers? There are. I, I currently write one. I've written a few in the past. I currently am writing more female murderers right now than male. Um yeah, there definitely are. Eileen Warnos is the famous one that everybody knows about. And that that she was very rare because she was hands on. Most of the female serial killers kill their nurses, they'll kill through poison, yeah. things like that. I actually write one woman now. Um she killed family members. She had killed one of her children like Ugh. 10 years before killing her other child and husband. So technically she hits 3 and yeah. it's in you know different um time periods so she fits the criteria for it
0: and is it true that kind of they all have a,
1: a specific mo uh like a, a very specific way of kind of going about things most people most of them do yeah um very seldom do you see people change their mo yeah because it's something you get comfortable with something that you know i try to word it nice I mean because a lot of times the murders can be sexual so mm-hmm. it's the the MO is the gratifying so they're not going to change it if they come across something they might initially the first one or two might be different but then once they come to that MO that they like and gratifies them they're going to stick with it
0: how does your family feel about all of this I'm <laughs> sure this is a question you get a lot
1: yeah I mean it's something that I mean, I've been doing it for so long. Like I said, I when I was teenager working in a library reading the true crime book, so they know yeah. it's, it's it's not like a passing fad or a fetish or whatever you want to call it. And obviously, I made my career out of it. So it's kind of years ago, maybe it was more of an issue. Now, it really isn't an yeah. issue.
0: Do, do you find people, like when you meet people and they're like, oh, what do you do for a living that's... <laughs>
1: You, you do, yeah. It's funny because I've had some people, they do get freaked out by it, females yeah. especially, but it, older ladies. But it'll be funny because they'll say something like, that, what's wrong with you, this, that. But then I'll schedule a lecture, and they're in the front row of the lecture <laughs> asking me questions. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, people are scared, people are curious. So it's scared and curious kind of are very similar. They, they're worried about it, but then yet they want to know details and everything about it
0: right yeah you know it's funny because serial killers were never my thing but i i i do am fascinated with kind of like macabre things mm-hmm. and you know thinking about it like i grew up uh, watching um unsolved mysteries and yes. ripley's believed or not and just these things that are pretty damn creepy on a regular weekly basis. You know, it was like my whole family would get around,
1: like gather around the TV yeah. and watch it. We, it's funny. You pay to be scared. You go to horror movies, you go to haunted houses. It's the fear of the unknown. Everybody's got the fear of the unknown. Yeah. And that's, that's what serial killing is. Nobody can understand it. Why they do it. Why this so normal? How? Why can't we tell? So it is. That's the. It's the curiosity factor. Same thing with. Yeah, Ripley's Believe It or Not unsolved mystery. You watch it because it's. I gotta know. I gotta understand this. I because I don't.
0: Yeah. So you said you're working on another book.
1: I'm working um, on sequels to both of them.
0: Oh, sequels. Okay, to both of them. Yeah. So I have is...
1: right now. I've talked to 38 new killers since the since the Long Dark Walk, and then I have seven new short stories for the. Sequel to the serial shorts.
0: Are there? God, I want to phrase this correctly. <laughs> uh, noteworthy people that are on the list for the next book.
1: Um, I can't even think now offhand. Who's? <laughs> I mean, it, there'll be people. It could, I mean, it depends your geographical area. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever reads it, if it's somebody on the West coast. Cause I think I do get a bunch of, I got a lot of people, not a lot of local in the, in the sequel. The first one had more local. Um, I do have somebody from Maine, a serial killer from Maine. So some people around here might be familiar with that name. Now, I hate to say that
0: it's popular, but it is, I mean, with um the mass shootings, aren't yes. Mass shootings seem to have a different vibe to the serial killer. Like, cause they wouldn't, they wouldn't classify as a serial killer would they
1: school mass killings, school shootings all fall under mass killers. And that's, that's what you're seeing more of now. Serial killings have really gone down and mass killings have really gone up. And then obviously the evolution of mass killings, school shooting is relatively new. It's probably only been around for like 20 years. Um, Whereas workplace shootings have been around a lot longer. That was the Mm -hmm. origin of the first mass killings. Um, and I think a lot of that, I feel like the origins of those were like post offices. Cause I mean, yes, yes. That was yep. kind of like the term going, going postal. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, a lot of that stems from the way society is set now, what kind of a need to be instantly gratified now. So I think the personality of people now, and obviously with the advances of, forensics and stuff it's harder to get away with things now but i just think that the society the way people's mindset is now is you want instant gratification you don't want to wait and pick someone off one by one i know this sounds callous but people want instant satisfaction so you go in and you want to take out everybody at once yeah yeah i feel
0: it's interesting that you said i again i i i don't know but from the the few people i've talked to about this um and specifically the new bedford highway killer was that nowadays it would have probably been solved because with you know the number of cameras and you know everyone's got a cell phone on them and it's just easier to
1: kind of find people serial murders have gone down you're seeing some solved now, but a lot of them are from way back because mm-hmm. DNA advances now. So you're solving a lot of older ones. You're not really seeing a lot more newer serial killer cases. And the newer ones you'll see, the numbers are going to be far less. You're not going to see a new serial killer now killing 30 people just because, the like you say, the technology now, you're not going to get away with it. The only serial killer... Th- mo so to speak that has gone up is the truck drivers with serial killers as serial killings have gone down the specific serial killer is the truck driver that's gone up because that's the one that can still elude authorities because of the fact you kill somebody and then the next day you're a thousand miles away so that's the one the the one that has gone up where all the other varieties of serial killers have gone down
0: yeah and it's not weird for you to be traveling that far. It's just part of your yeah, normal exactly.
1: And still, the one thing is, as advances have come with forensics and police law enforcement, law enforcement still butt heads over jurisdiction. So you might you kill somebody sure. a thousand miles away. They don't want to share info with you. So that still does happen. And, and that's why that particular MO serial killer has kind of gone up and is still... I hate to say it, but successful.
0: What is there like one thing that you think could be improved to kind of uh, change the success rate of serial killers, either truck drivers or otherwise?
1: I always, Robert Ressler was my idol. He was the, the man, the FBI agent. He's passed away now. He came up with the term serial killer. If you've watched the show, Mindhunters, that's basically, it's, Based on him and John Douglas, they changed their name in the show. I I don't know why, but um, Robert Ressler always said, and it's something I always agreed with. I always loved his ideas. When the state of Florida executed Ted Bundy, I can't remember it was between six and eight to seven and eight million to execute him. And he's like, you could have used that money and built one facility somewhere in the United States that you could have housed every serial killer and then study them because most of them will open up and share their crimes, because a lot of them actually want help to understand why they did what they did, because a lot of them don't. So I I think that's the best thing you can do, is right now you don't do that. You throw someone in a cell, and they you know either want to execute you or they never want to see you again. Nobody sits, and I can tell you that from working in the prisons, they discourage that. Like I said, they don't want you talking one-on-one, you know, for safety reasons, this, that. But it's like you need to... If you're going to stop something or prevent it in the future, you have to understand it. You can't understand it if you're not going to talk to somebody about it.
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's very depressing when you look at, like, our criminal justice system and its success rate and the percentage of recidivis- recidivism, isn't that- Yes, yeah. yes. And then you look at other countries that are spending less with fewer people yeah. incarcerated and better, you know, it's we just you know, the whole country needs to just look at it a completely different way.
1: Yeah. Prisons, much like I'm in the substance abuse field. Now mm-hmm. it's business, especially you go to the Midwest, they have private prisons. Everything. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. it is about money. Yeah. It, it's constantly growing and it's a constant money maker.
0: And that, and that's, it's so tragic because then it doesn't, then it's bad business to help them improve. Yeah. Cause if you,
1: you're losing
0: a free employee, exactly. basically, yeah,
1: it's the same with substance abuse, the medical field. I feel a lot of them almost don't want success because failure means your continued business. Yeah. That's a bummer to end on. <laughs> uh, it is. It's yeah I, I'm um, always, I'm not an optimist, I guess. Yeah. A, <laughs> but I mean, it is, it, it's, 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 it's a
0: very tough thing. And I, it, it I mean, there, there can, and I'm sure there will be improvements over time, but I, they're going to be slow and yes. and hard to come by. Um, but where can people go other than Pages and Pints if they happen to not live near uh, Mayflower Brewery on August 20? And uh, so where can those listeners go to to you know order your books and find out when the new book's coming out and all that stuff?
1: um i do got to get some social media up there my first book the long dark walk is on amazon it's available on amazon and then it is also available on etsy and right now my second book serial schuetz is also on etsy i've yet to get it on amazon so they're both on etsy and the first one the long dark walk is on amazon um i will in the near future i'm possibly looking into doing a podcast or starting some type of social media to start promoting. Cause I'm trying oh, to cool. get back out there now. I've been trying to set up some future signings and stuff. Cause I, with the third and fourth books, hopefully coming out, probably not this year, but hopefully next year, I want to be able to promote myself better.
0: Yeah. Well, if you ever need help uh, setting up a podcast, feel free to reach awesome. out. I love helping people get started. Um, okay i'll
1: i will probably definitely <laughs> yeah because it,
0: it's i i do love it we've been doing it i think eight years now we have three shows okay. and some collective somewhere between six and seven hundred episodes between all three shows wow. so we've been doing it a while um and it's fun i mean it, it, it's not for everybody and a lot of people be like oh let's let's uh give it a try and i always say like if you make it like 28 episodes you're probably going to be around for a while wow. um but it seems like that's the the a number that people tend to fall off at mm. um but i want to say thank you for coming on the show man and uh it was kind of not lat it was very like you just signed up to be on the event like last week or the week before so yep. um but thank you for having to, yeah man uh it'll be a lot of fun and if you're a beer drinker you're gonna like it and uh mayflower makes great beer and uh, hopefully we're gonna get a ton of people out to to talk to you about awesome. serial killers
1: I hope so. Come down and I'll talk to you all night long.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, man. Thank you so much uh, for our listeners. We'll, uh, we'll be back again next week, probably with another offer, uh, not offer author, um, but maybe not. And uh, we'll catch you guys again next week. And thanks for checking out the show today. Listeners. Uh, If you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreoncom slash to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at Anebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at anebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk, Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. So thanks again for listening.